thank you so much for, for popping on here. I really appreciate it. Uh, for sure. I appreciate you for having me. Where, uh, where are you calling in from? Uh, I'm at, I'm at my, my apartment in, uh, in LA. Nice, man. I got to ask because this is not a planned question, but because of your, your profile picture here, can you take me through? I never thrown a first pitch before. Can you take me through it? Like when they when you get to the arena, do you go into the batting cage? Are you warming up the arm? Like what's kind of the, the process like? Yeah, so we were actually it was me and Max Christie. We were supposed to get there at like four, I think four thirty, four forty five, and we left. We left uh, Marina Del Rey at like three three fifteen, and it it took us like two hours to get there. So we were running late. Uh, so we went straight down on the field, you know, threw, threw a couple balls and, uh, had a couple interviews and went out there and, and tossed out the first pitch. There you go, man. Um, so you're a couple days from minicamp, right? Down in San Diego? Yes. Yep. Yep. Last year, that was what kind of, not like changed your career, but it kind of changed the trajectory of things, right? There was definitely, I remember hearing like so, your performance. Uh, was, uh, and I got them. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Uh, I think one of my AirPods died. Hold on one second. <laughs> you're good. Man, you're good. <laughs> that connects. We're going to get him back up here. Don't worry. There he is. He's back. I'm, I'm back. I accidentally, I accidentally hit leave. You're good, man. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, going yeah. back to the minicamp last year, it was, uh, you know, when I got the invite, because I didn't know if two ways actually went uh, at that time. So I think uh, me and Joel Ayayi got the invite maybe two or three days before it happened. So it was it all happened really quick. Um, I was actually planning on going home that weekend because one of my friends was getting married uh, at the time. But, you know, when, when that opportunity presented itself there was uh there was no doubt what I was what I was gonna do and you know went down there and had a lot of fun got to spend time and know the guys uh and you know play a little bit of basketball what what is the what is the playing is it like scrimmaging a bunch of drills and stuff what's kind of the what's the setup like uh it was more so just like getting to know like uh terminology uh so there wasn't really a lot of playing uh we did uh, very little, like two on three, three on two, um, transition drills. Um, but the most of it was just, you know, getting uh, recognized with, you know, the terminologies. And because we had such a new team, uh, you know, we were just trying to get those stuff down. And then the rest was just getting to know each other, uh, hanging out as much as we could, and, you know, just having a good time. Any like top story best memory from that that time besides you just showing out and, and getting that deal uh yeah i remember we were actually during one of the times we were playing um uh we were playing three on three at the time and i got a rebound and i was pushing it 
middle of the court, and I, I looked to my right, and it was Russ was running the right wing, and I looked to my left, and Brian was running the left wing. And for a second, it just everything stopped, and I was just sitting there like, <laughs> "What? Why the Why the hell do I have the ball right now? I probably need to give it to one of these guys." Um, but you know, I came down to the top of the key and uh, made a good move on Rondo. Rondo was guarding me at the time, and I thought I had a wide open layup, and I seen AD coming, and I was like, "Oh, like this isn't going to end well." So he caught me in the air. He was about to. He was about to whoop it off the, the glass, so I, I turned it midair and tossed it back to Brown for a, for a nice layup, and uh, that was probably the highlight of the week for me. There you go, man. Yeah, it's uh, everyone's got their welcome to the NBA moment, and yours happened in minicamp before it all started. For sure, for sure. Um, R- Rondo is someone I wasn't planning on asking about, but people always talk about him as being – this savant, right, playing Connect Four multiple games at a time. Brad Stevens, yep. I remember when I was working on my book when he first came to Boston, was basically Rondo was like hurt for half the year with an ACL. He was basically treating him like an assistant coach as mm-hmm. as a guard and someone who could play some point too. What was kind of the first type of thing he was telling you in, in your Yeah, no, he I mean, he was just someone that I asked a lot of questions too. Uh, I mean, even if it was during practice, they sent me by him on the on the plane for the majority of the year. So, um, coach, the coaches kept telling me just be in his ear and you know just try to learn from him because I mean his basketball IQ is is um, really high. So I was uh, I remember there was a time it was probably mid season last year, like right before he got traded. And I looked at him and was like, yo, like, if I ask you too many questions, you can look at me and tell me to shut up. Like, if someone was asking me this many questions, I'd probably get annoyed. So uh, he was it, he was great with it, though. Like, every time I asked him a question, he took the time to, to explain um, what he's seen during games. Like, even, like, pick and roll stuff, like, off-ball stuff, defense, offense, like, all those things. I asked him basically every question you could ask him. So uh, he was a big help for me while he was here and hated to see him go, but, you know, it was good to see him get an opportunity to, to play and, you know, show that, that he can still really hoop. I forget who it was. It might have been might have been Dwight Powell. But when he was in Boston that last year, he, like, basically told a rookie, like, hey, I think it was – I think it was Dwight. He said, like, hey, we're on the road, 6 a.m. before shoot around, like, meet me in, in the lobby. Like, I have the the trainer or the, the equipment staff guy. He's got our shoes ready to go. we got a gym picked out. Like, we're doing this. And the rookie, again, I apologize for not remembering who it was. Like, I was like, yeah, sure, okay. Like, this is like a one-time thing. Like, every every road trip when they got into the hotel – he would like he was like you're my rookie like this is what we're doing who who was your veteran who were you the rook for? See that that was the I had I was all of them uh, yeah I did a little bit of everything for all of them you know because we had I was the only rookie and then we had you know Taylor that had been in the year or the league for probably three four years now uh, Malik yeah. has been in for five or so and then uh, Kingdom that's been in for three or four whatever and then everybody after that that has been in the league uh, probably 10-plus years. So um, there was a lot of vets on the team. Um, 
I had to make a lot of trips, you know, like CVS or, or Walmart to just get, <laughs> I mean, just random stuff, uh, you know, um, toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant, candles, anything um, that they told me to go get, I'd, I'd jump in an Uber and take off. But, uh, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun because, I mean, you have that many guys that have had that many years combined in the league, like, you know, and they were all receptive to teaching me stuff. Like I asked, I mean, I, like I said, I asked Rondo a lot of questions. I asked, I mean, basically everybody a lot of questions. And, you know, it was just really good for me. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're coming at it from two different, two different lenses. But from my experience, I feel like whenever you ask someone a question about how they're good at what they do, like people are pretty typically willing to talk about themselves, A, and B, I feel like if it's a smart question, especially in like a doggy dog competitive industry where like these guys do kind of need you in some aspect to help them get put in good positions too to get their next deal, like mm-hmm. they'll be receptive to ask them something smart. And then in the For process, sure. like they're, they're sharpening their tools too because the best way to learn sometimes is to teach. For sure. No, for sure. That that was that was me last year. Like I said, I asked. I mean, I was asking everybody in the gym questions. I, it didn't didn't really matter if it was. Um, it could be anybody in the gym. I, I me and Taylor, me and Malik, uh, me and Caitlin. We've had a lot a lot of talks about you know just things that we could do to help, um, you know, make us better. So it was a uh, it was a you know. The year didn't go the way we wanted it to, but I, I definitely learned a lot. Yeah, I mean now you're now you're you're you're, you're ahead. Like Cole Swider, sure. undrafted kid coming in, he could probably have a pretty big role this year, right? Like a lot you guys could do some shooting. Like yeah, I, I know people that are pretty excited about him. Like what's your sure. what's your what's your older head advice now for a rookie who was basically in your spot, you know, this time last year? Yeah, just to yeah, I mean, you you never know what what can happen. I mean, I was I was in a situation where, you know, I was on the two way. I was in the same situation he is, and um, you never know what can happen. Like you you got to just impress the right people and and stick to it. So, uh, I would just you know say be be yourself and do what you do um, to the best that of your abilities. Like don't, don't try to step out of your comfort zone now just because, uh, you've made it to the NBA, like stick to what you do. And, and if you do that as good as you possibly then as good as you can do, then you can, you know, step out of your comfort zone and then try to expand and other things. But, uh, at the first, you really just got to find a niche and find a, a way to get on the court. Um, that was my thing. Like, I was going to do whatever it took to get on the court. Uh, if it was defense, diving on the floor for loose balls, like, uh, I'd do any of that to play. Like, playing is the ultimate key. Like, every, nobody really wants to sit on the bench. So, uh, just do what you can do. And then, and, and, you know, uh, I have a saying, just control what you can control. And then everything else will work out. Um, yeah, I think I think authenticity is something that goes a long way in the NBA. And I think not to not to toot your own horn too much, but I think um I think that's a big reason why Lakers fans have fallen in love with you. I think that's probably a big reason for your success too. Because I, I was reading the Dan Wiki article in the LA Times yesterday and uh-huh. like I, I kind of it kind of really snapped me into 
your worldview for a second of like, you've kind of been like the star of your town for a while. So getting thrown into LA with the Lakers next to LeBron, you're in minicamp throwing, you know, a lot to him with AD coming at you. Oh shit. It's your welcome to NBA moment, but it's to like be there and stay yourself and stay humble kind of, Seems like that's been your process since winning a state title as a freshman in this small town where everyone is kind of starting to rally around the team. And it, it seemed like it was a Friday Night Lights type of vibe around your school. No, it definitely was. It definitely was. Uh, but, you know, like that's this. I mean, this is the situation I, I like. I've told I was telling someone the other day. I've I've only been the best player on my teams like. My ninth grade year when we won the state championship, my brother was the best player on the team. Same thing yep. my my junior year, like he was the best player. My eleventh and twelfth grade year was really the only time that I could say that I was the best player on the team. Like then you go to college and play play with guys that are really good. So you, you especially my freshman and sophomore year, you you figure out a way to fit in. Uh, that was my thing. Like it, it doesn't matter what it is. Like I'm gonna figure out a way to to fit in with the team to make the team, you know, be better. Um, so, like, when I got here, like, it was nothing new. Like, uh, my walk on the court with Brown and AD and Russ and all them, like, I'm I'm just sitting there thinking, like, all right, these, these are the guys, and I'm not going to, you know, fight that. Like, I'm going to figure out a way that I can, you know, help them and, um, you know, play alongside them to make their, their jobs easier. Yeah. You beat Malik Monk in a state title game, right? I did. I did. He don't. He don't like to talk about that. Too much. As I was say, you, you must I, have been ta- talking shit last year. I will say I didn't really do much. My brother really <laughs> won us that game. Uh, but if you don't look at the score, if you don't look at the stat sheet, yeah, I, I'll say I did did something. But now nah, my brother carried us in that game. He I think he ended <laughs> with thirty five. He had twenty nine in the second half. Malik played really well. Um, that was that was the first time I was like, oh yeah, he's he's special. Like, just naturally gifted at, at basketball was was his thing, and he you know he had all the intangibles, really athletic. But you know, uh, the the win's the most important thing. I'll take I'll take my three points and run with it for sure. Yeah, Malik, Malik had a pretty good year last year. Obviously, he was someone that Hornets people always talked about. Like, if he could just stay healthy, if he could just, you know, and then he had, like, a run in February of 2020, I think. I can't get the year straight anymore because of COVID. Like, those three uh-huh. truncated seasons are just – but yeah. it was one year – was I think it was his last year in Charlotte, and he had, like, a couple game stretcher he was putting up, like, 30, 30, 30, 30. And oh. it just, like, didn't work out in, in Charlotte. And a lot of those guys there were, were not surprised to see how – successfully was for you guys last year i mean how big of a not not to be doom and gloom but how, how big of a loss is he gonna be i mean that it's it's a loss on a couple standpoints for me like that's that's my guy um yeah man who really connected off the court you know you know being from the same similar situation you know being both from arkansas like we we clicked uh right out the gate so you know, not having him around is going to be different because uh, he was someone that I, I mean, I talked to about anything, uh, basketball, not basketball, life, whatever. Um, so on that standpoint, it's going to be different. But basketball, same. Like he, he was someone that could really shoot the ball. Uh, he could really score 
um, at all three levels. And, you know, he competed on defense, too. So, I mean, when every time you lose somebody like that, uh, it sucks. But um, I'm super happy for him. Like, you know, you talk about Charlotte, and we've, we've talked about Charlotte. And, you know, after him being there for, I think, was it four years, and then, you know, us being really – the Lakers really being the only team that, that wanted him – um, before last year was was crazy to me. So just to see him get a, a good little contract two years um, to set himself up for the next contract is, is good. I mean, he's back with someone that he played with in college that he's comfortable with. So I think it's just going to bring out the best for him. So I'm really happy for him and, you know, can't wait to see uh, the year that, that he has, uh, you know, and guard him a little bit too. Yeah, I haven't been in the locker room in years because of the pandemic. And yeah. what, so one thing I do every year, I live in New York. So um, we've got the Knicks and the Nets. I'm, I, I list out a whole schedule of all the games are coming. So if like the Lakers are coming to town and I want to do a story on Austin Reeves, I'll look, look and I'll say, oh, okay, the Kings are coming here. And I'll ask Malik Monk about Austin. And when you, uh-huh. from one, of, one of my favorite parts of my job is when I go into a pregame locker room, when I went, you know, guards are down, people are kind of hanging out a little bit. And I asked someone about their boy from a team from a, a year in the past. People's faces just light up and they're just willing to tell stories left and right. That's like something I'm personally very excited for this season because it's just like, I don't know. It's been, it's, I, I cover the league so much from like a transactional standpoint where we talk about yeah. you guys like contracts and yep. you know, salary filler and stuff like that. Like I, I do try to appreciate the human element of this man. I miss it. It's going to be good to have it again. For sure. For sure. No, that I, I definitely can see where you, uh, where you're coming from there. Is it is it weird now that like because I because every every season can feel like a marathon. Is it weird now that it's not the same team? Like obviously you've done that with transferring from Wichita to Oklahoma and all that, but people people have told me that their their rookie year feels like such a bubble, and they're just so immersed in it. And this is like the TV show they're now on, and then all of a sudden they come back for season two, and a character has been killed off off screen. Is it like is that going to be jarring at all? Uh. I can definitely see where that that is true in some situations, but I think with the with transferring from Wichita to Oklahoma, like I kind of understand, and then I I mean I understand the business side of the NBA. Like you're gonna have people come and go, um, so you know you build you build your relationship up while you while you're with them, and then once they they go on to another situation, you just wish the best for them, and um, yeah, you you move on. I. Uh... One thing I always love asking people who transfer in college is because, I mean, that year off can be tough sometimes, right? Like, I'm sure there are moments where you're not playing. You're probably thinking, shit, like, did I make the wrong decision? Like, I just kind of burned a year of my on-court ability here. But it can also, like, show some things, and and you can really learn something about yourself or about the game. Was there something that – stood out to you during that time away where you're you're right off the court but you can't set foot on it? Yeah, no, that, that part definitely sucks. Uh, and I didn't – because I always – I've wanted to rain shirt. Like, I wanted a year to, you know, work on my body, like, you know, just – and get better. Like, because I, I left uh, – when I went to Wichita, I was 17, so I was super young. And I kind of was – like, could never catch up really, like, 
And I was successful, but like I wanted to, you know, take another step. So red shirting was something that I wanted to do. So it everything felt right until it was up until our first game and then our team's out playing and I'm just sitting there and like this is just like, oh shit, like there's nothing I can do. Like I can I can talk and, you know, communicate things that I see to, to guys on the team, but like I literally can't you like you said, step on the court and play. So that was really the, the the toughest thing for me was was game days because you know there's there's nothing better than playing basketball. But you know I think uh, I had a good mindset going into it, knowing that it wasn't going to be the, the the most fun year, but it was something that I needed. And you know I learned a lot uh, sitting back and watching. If you really pay attention, you can learn um, a lot of things watching the game as well. Yeah. So this year, obviously, lower pressure's on. I mean, every year, uh, LeBron James team, let's just, let's just call it what it is, is a pressure-filled year. It's shape trip or bust. But a lot of talk I've heard from people around the league, especially around your team, is people are really excited for AD. Is there yeah. things you see him do this offseason that is giving you confidence, or is it just the fact that he should be healthy and when he's healthy – He's an all-star, and when he was really last healthy, he helped lead you guys to a title. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, when he, the health health is the the main key for him, and like you said, when he's healthy, he's uh, a problem to say the least. Like he <laughs> is super active defensively, so that's that's what I can't wait for. Is like his defensive. Um, presence I mean because you can play defense a, a lot different because um, last year we played we played a lot of small ball with Braun at the five and like as great as Braun is like he's not he's a great transition shot blocker but AD's shot blocking presence like off of you know drives or redrives when he's guarding the dunker is is you know insane so you can guard the ball different. You can put more pressure on the ball. You can be more aggressive, knowing that you got AD uh, ready to come over and block a shot. So that's what I'm most ready for. But you know, it's all all of it as well. Like he's he's one of the the best players in the league when he's healthy, uh, as he's shown in years past, especially the year that they won it was it, was it 20 the pandemic year the bubble year. Uh, he was. A, a different, a different human. Like he was out there doing everything. So I can't wait to see it in person. Uh, just unfortunately, last year he wasn't healthy enough to do it. Um, but I've, I've seen him in the gym a lot the last couple of weeks, every day. You know, just putting in work, and uh, I can't wait for for that to get going. Yeah. So my memory sucks. I need to like write everything down, or I'm gonna forget it. I have reminders all the time on my phone. To like, like even before the show, like I had a reminder set like 15 minutes ahead of time just to give myself a little heads up, right? So I'm very impressed by LeBron's photographic memory. I've had a couple of interactions with it myself where I've written about this, but I was asking JaVale McGee one time in the locker room when he was on the Lakers um, about my book was a lot about the process Sixers, right? The San Hinky tenure. So I was asking about his teammates on the team and trying to jog his memories from funny stories, whatever. And he couldn't remember a player's name, JaVale. So LeBron was just sitting a couple seats over with 
his uh, feet in the ice bucket, and he just yep. said, "But like, is he a big or a small?" And Javale was like, he's, "He's a wing, like six eight. And LeBron just started rattling off every player on the worst team in the league from like four years prior to this conversation. <laughs> yep. Do you have a moment yep. where his photographic memory just kind of took you by surprise? Uh, I would say not, not as in person, but I think it was, was it the finals when he was in Miami, when he basically went over the whole, the whole like quarter, uh, yeah, you know, play by play. Like that was super impressive. Cause like I, I'm, I'm fairly decent at, at that as well. Like, Especially when it comes to golf, like I can go through every golf shot I hit in the, my <laughs> my round for the day. Um, yeah. But but basketball is a little bit more fast paced. But now nah, he's, I mean, he's one of the smartest players ever. He's one of the smartest, you know, guys in in terms of you know knowing the game and knowing, you know, what's going on. So it doesn't surprise me at all. Like he's he's just a different human. Yeah, I it, it's always surprised me how players can recall like I remember watching JJ Redick and KD did like a crossover podcast and they were talking mm-hmm. about like game six of the 2014 Western Conference semifinals like I can't remember that shit is that something that's <laughs> yeah. when you're on the court you can uh, yeah you I can think, pick like I think, yeah. if you, I think if you play in it you're it's different because like it, it because, like, I'm I'm kind of the same way. Like, if I don't – if I can even watch the game. Like, I'd, I'd turn a game on and watch it. Uh, or i probably watch the, the game six in 2014 or whatever he's talking about. I don't remember yeah. anything about it. But yeah. something I played in, I, I could remember a lot more. Do you remember some sequences from that, that senior year of high school state title game? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I basically – I'd probably remember almost the whole game of, of – yeah, that. Yeah, wow. I do not have that ability. That is, I don't know. It's something that maybe it's like a like a a fight or flight type of thing, right? Like you're just so locked yeah. in, and you're processing things at such a fast speed that it just kind of like ingrains in your brain to like a different magnitude. That maybe, yeah. I have no idea what <laughs> it is, but <laughs> Bron Bron does. He does that very well I, like I said the the interview was during the finals when he was with Miami was I was like what the like it was literally in detail too because I think that they kind of matched it up like after the game they were talking about it and matched it up with the, the sequence that he was talking about and it was like yeah he passed it from the right wing to the left wing and skipped it back and it was just dead on yeah yeah all right man I got Two more for you, and then we're going to get to a couple questions. I'm going to get you out of here because I don't want to take up too much of your time. I got a tough one, and then a fun one. Um, okay. Tough one, it just, it, it, it's got to be ass, man. I'm not going to poke you for too much, but, I mean, the rust situation is what it is. Just, is it is it difficult? Do you really not pay attention to it at all? Like, how, how does one just – acknowledge the elephant in the room that he's been in trade talk all season long. And it's just something that is probably going to linger over this team until the trade deadline. If, if not, you know, sooner, but it, it seems, I mean, all this stuff, but for everything, every conversation I've had, 
it just doesn't seem like there's much of a market, but there's going to continue to be trade conversations, which look, that is the reality for a lot of players in the league. So it's not that uncommon, mm-hmm. but it's the Lakers and it's Russ. So it's going to, I mean, it's going to be a talking point. Is that something that you are even focused on at all? Is it anything that gets talked about amongst the guys or it's just, it is what it is? For me, no. Like, I, I mean, it is what it is. Um, as far as I'm concerned, he's on our team and we're, we're going to, you know, go into the season like that. And we're going to, uh, all come together as one and, you know, figure it out. Uh, that's, that's my mindset. I can't speak for everybody. Um, but I, like you said, it's, it's Russ and it's the Lakers. So it's going to be the, the magnitude of it's going to be more. But for me, like, I don't have Twitter. I don't watch really sports center. I don't, I, I just don't fall into those traps. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, you know, prepare the, the best way that I can prepare. And, you know, we're, we're looking forward to the season. I mean, I've talked to Russ a couple times. He's been around, uh, in the gym. I think actually they posted a picture yesterday of, of me and him together. Um, you know, I, I, he's a great guy, great, great player. Like we're going to figure it out. Uh, there's, there's, um, you know, like I said, a lot of talk around it, but as, as of right now, I mean, he's on the team and, you know, he's, he's a first ballot hall of famer. Like, I don't know why everybody, uh, kills him. Like he averaged 18 and was like eight last year. So, you know, if yeah. anybody else averages 18 and 8, like, shit, if I averaged 18 and 8, we'd be having a party. Like, uh, <laughs> he's, he's like, come on. But, you know, like like you said, it's it's a real thing. Um, I don't know how everybody else handles it. But for me, like, I just, you know, keep my head down, stay away from all the, the bullshit. Um, like, you know, trade rumors, like. The, the crazy thing about I guess when in the Russ situation, like me and me and I was with Taylor at uh Dodgers game. That was actually when I threw out the first pitch when when he got traded and we was actually sitting there talking about it and you know, like we were walking out to the car and we we split ways and literally like ten seconds later one of my friends sent me the uh the the tweet from Woj and I was like, damn, like <laughs> I was literally just with him. But you know, it's it's the way of the NBA, and you know, the majority of people in the NBA are going to be in trade talks at some point. Um, yeah. So, I just said it's it's part of the NBA, and you you deal with it the best you can. Um, if people want to address the elephant in the room, that's that's fine. Um, for me, I just keep my head down and keep moving uh, to help our team. Yeah, people in my personal life sometimes will say. Man, is it only kind of unfair these guys just have to get moved to a different city when, like, they didn't have any say in it? I'm like, yes, but that is definitely part of why the, the salaries are what they are, you know? Like, it's just Yeah, I was telling someone that the other day. Like, as far as, like, that standpoint, I agree. Like, it, it does. I mean, you got families. um, you got guys that have kids that that you know get traded and end up having to move. But for sure, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're playing we're playing basketball for a living, and it's not like we're getting we're getting gypped uh, salary wise. Like 
I always just try to keep a keep a good outlook on, you know, I'm playing I'm playing a kid's sport for a living, and so I I can't really complain too much. Yeah, man. I think the same thing. I talk about and write about a kid's sport for a living, and it's funny. It's not funny. It's just what you said is very true. I think every time I've ever asked a player about, like, all right, you could trade it. Like, what's next? The first thing they always talk about. Um, is uh is what what school they're gonna get their kids to go to like that's really always um it, it, it is I mean it makes sense but it's always the first thing. I mean I don't have kids so maybe that's why it's um, no, surprising to me that, but that, anyway that, that, that wouldn't be the first one for me to, I mean because I don't have kids, yeah but, uh, I guess when you have kids that's that's a different different uh, outlook on everything yeah man all right the last fun one for me because obviously you're a farm boy and you were like literally going to become a farmer, right? If this didn't work out for you, is I there what I, was, I don't know what I was going to do if it didn't work out, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. That, that was the story that, that I had been told and, yeah, and I've read yeah. it. That's it's been painted. It was, it was a very likely sure. outcome possible. What's the biggest Mostly, misconception yes. of the farm life that someone, that people like myself from big cities in the Northeast typically would have no idea of, of what, of what the real, real is. Um, that's a great question. Cause I'm not really like, I've, Thank never, you, man. Been, I've never, I've never been really like engraved into like the farm stuff. Like I was always sports. I always played sports. So I didn't really have time to, gotcha, gotcha. to do that. Like all my friends farm and, and, uh, but I think I think the the it's a little bit of a misconception that I would farm if I this didn't work out because like I, I'm glad I asked. Farm, Set the record straight. My, my friends farm, and there's I don't think I could do it because there's not a day that goes by where everything goes right. Like something, it might be something small, but it might be something big. Like. Every day you have something go wrong, and I don't think I could deal with that. Uh, like I would get pissed off, and I would I would uh, probably have a come apart. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's I think that's more of a misconception that I would farm. There you uh, go. But yeah, I, I don't think I, I honestly don't think I could do it. It's it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of manual labor outside in the hundred degree weather with. 55% humidity, so that doesn't sound too fun to me. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I, uh, I, I'm i a highfalutin artist in my room in Brooklyn, scribbling words. <laughs> I'm, I'm, de- I'm definitely not a farmer myself. Um, all right, we're going to take a couple questions from some from some listeners, if that's cool with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make uh, a, a public service announcement that we want to be very kind and respectful to Austin just as you as you guys typically are when you ask me some stuff. Um, but if that's cool with you, we'll take a few, right? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. All right. We got Alan in a, with a Kobe icon. So I'm assuming this will be a Lakers question. What's up, Alan? What's up, guys? I, I definitely appreciate you guys for bringing me on. What's up, Austin? Yeah, I'm you sure. got it. <laughs> I'm trying so, to, how you doing? I'm, trying to, I'm not trying to fanboy. I got two questions, if that's cool. I'll try to make it quick. Yeah. Yep. That's good. Okay, cool. So, um, you know, 
kind of uh, more a personal question for Austin here. Um, I got to ask this, man. Do you like to fish? <laughs> okay, that, that that's another great question. I enjoy fishing when I'm catching fish, but if I'm not catching fish, no, I hate it. <laughs> I, had to, I just had so to ask it's, because it's, it's kind, of, like, it's kind of a double double answer. Yeah, no. When I got into fishing probably like my junior year of high school um, and really, really enjoyed it when I was catching fish and really hated it when I wasn't. So I don't <laughs> think I can say that I am a fisher, no. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, no, I just, I, I figured you'd like fishing. I don't know. I just guessed that you'd like <laughs> it's, not, it's not too bad. It's, not too, it's, it's definitely relaxing when, when you're catching fish. It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Um, and then here's a, a, a second question for you. Um, kind of, so there's kind of like a, I want to, I don't want to say like a high expectation, but there's a lot of Lakers fans that are kind of like really high on, on your game and stuff like that. What are, what are things this year for you that like Lakers fans can expect in your game? Is there kind of a couple of things that you've changed? Um, like what's your, where's your mindset at uh, for this season? Uh, I mean, I just want to, you know, you know, play, oh, yeah. play the game. Do what? I just, oh, I just, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I got you. Um, no, I just want to play the game uh, the same way as I did last year, you know, give it 110% every, every possession. Um, and then on top of that, just shoot the ball better and, you know, win more games. I mean, winning is the, the main thing. Uh, that's what everybody wants to do. That's what everybody wants us to do. That's what we want to do. We want to win every game we play. So, you know, anything I can do to help the team will win is, is what I'll, I'll, I'll try to do in my best. It's interesting, man. Fans want to know what you've been in the lab working on. Like I asked a Lakers fan friend what I should ask you. And he said, I want to know what he's added to his game. My, my high school buddies and, and my fantasy football group chat with Sixers stuff. They're looking at yeah. Maxi Instagram videos, and they're like, "How can he add this move?" Blah blah blah. I, I I I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't understand. I'm not saying it's wrong, but they want to know. Fans want to know what you. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's I, interesting to me. Yeah, no, I've been I've been in the gym a lot this summer. Um, and I'm, I'm sure I'm you have. No one's work, doubting that. <laughs> working, I'm working on everything. Uh, you know, shooting exactly. shooting the ball better um, from three is really the the main focus. Uh, you know, just I mean, playing alongside Russ and Ron, uh, they're going to give you opportunities to get open shots. So really just making open shots, uh, catch and shoot. And then on top of that, you know, um, trying to just improve um, everything else, you know, uh, my ball handling skills, you know, passing, uh, watch a little bit of film, try to just get better. Um, with reads and stuff like that so you know just a little bit of everything it's uh the the line the the longer line can be a pretty big adjustment right for sure yeah it's uh i don't know it's it's definitely i just heard guys talk about as a rookie especially like uh especially just like spacing how you you kind of don't need to look Mm -hmm. at the ground you know Different things like that. Um, yeah, right. no, it's, it's in in the NBA. It's the spacing is honestly the number one key to offense. Any offense, um, just having the proper spacing and being in the right place at the right time, because there'll be situations where like Brown and Russ will 
come off a ball screen and and throw it to the corner without even looking at the corner, knowing that yeah. someone's supposed to be there. So if you're not there, you're in trouble. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, spacing is a big key. There you go. Okay, Shay, what's going on? Shay, you're still on mute. Shay going once. Shay going twice. All right. Sorry, Shay. We're going to Sean. Sean, how we doing? Hey, can you guys hear me all right? What's yep. going on? Yeah. Appreciate it. Hey, Austin, big fan. Uh, my name's Shub. Uh, your brother actually follows me on Twitter at OVO Lake Show, so huge fan, huge fan <laughs> of your game. Um, so well, most, good, good I'm always posting your highlights last year. Uh, so a big fan of it. My question for you is like, this is going to be your second year, second head coach. Can you sort of dive into like sort of the conversations, especially with Darvin Ham that he kind of wants you, I know you've been working on a lot of stuff that you just explained, but like, uh, what, what does he see for you next season, especially with, you know, his philosophy and his kind of brand of basketball he wants to instill? Yeah, we've had we've had a number of conversations about you know those types of things, and this just mostly just be be who I am, um, be true to myself, and you know do the do the things that I did last year, and then like I said, uh, you know be ready to catch a shoot. Um, like I said, playing with Brown and Russ and AD, you're gonna have those opportunities, and um, you know I can't wait for for coach to you know. It's, it's a good opportunity for him and uh, all the things that we've talked about and he's preached um, as we've been in the gym to everybody is great. And it's, uh, you know, it's good to, to have somebody as a coach um, that's, you know, kind of been through it, like, you know, played, you know, he's won a championship, was it 2004 with Detroit. So he, he understands the game from a, a a coaching standpoint and a player standpoint. So I think that'll be uh, very key for us this year. Um, but yeah, no, all the, all the conversations that, that I've had with coach have been, have been great. And, you know, we can, I, all of us coach, all the guys, uh, you know, can't wait for the season to get started. I'm looking forward to see Darwin too, because he's been um, a candidate, you know, right at that top tier of next guys, assistants mm-hmm. ready for the, for the first year for a while. I don't know the guy personally at all, but everyone who I do know who's worked with him says he's just a cool dude who people respect, and mm-hmm. it just seems like he's he's gotten the, he's finally gotten a good opportunity. So I'm definitely curious to see what he can do with it. Yeah, no, nah, he from from my standpoint and from what I've heard about him is uh, he's a grinder. Like he, yeah, he um nothing was ever given to him. So, I mean, someone that's, that's constantly did that so much to get to this situation, first head coaching job with the Lakers. Um, I mean, he's paid his dues and uh, like you said, well-respected by a lot of people around the league. So super happy for him. And like I said, can't wait for it to get it to roll us. There you go. We'll go to Anthony and then Adrian. And we'll get Austin out of here for his weekend. What's going on, Anthony? Uh, hey, thank you, thank you for 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 having me. Um, I'm, I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to to talk to you guys. Um, 
I, I have kind of like two questions, but one, one mainly is like, this is your second season. Like what is, what's the difference you expect? Like for us fans, like when we look at your game, we, we kind of see the defense, we see the hustle. What's that one other thing that you're going to provide this season or that you're looking to provide for this, this upcoming season. That's going to be probably different from last one. And uh, okay, just the yeah. second one is, and, and just one last one is, uh, is yeah. there any other sport other than golf, golf, or like uh, Alan was saying, uh, fishing or or basketball <laughs> that you that, that you kind of like? I, I I guess so. That's yeah, kinda all. yeah. great question. Thanks, Alan. Um, as far as the first question, you know, like like I've said uh, multiple times, like I, I <laughs> I'm gonna do whatever whatever job I'm given, like, I'll adapt to whatever it is, uh, you know, like the defense, like, diving on the floor for loose balls, you know, energy. And then, on top of that, like, you know, I've, I've kind of always played point guard position, and, you know, I've, I'm very realistic, like, when you play on a team with Bron and AD and Russ, like, you're not going to have the ball in your hands, but, you know, kind of looking to expand in that category a little bit, being a little bit more of a playmaker, um, alongside those guys um, or with the second unit. But uh, as far as the second question, yeah, golf is, is a close, a close number one. Like it's basketball and then golf right below it. Like if I could golf every day, I would. Um, hopefully I play in the, the NBA for a long time and <laughs> I'm successful. And as soon as that's done, I'm, I'm finding a course somewhere and I'm playing every day. Uh, it's it's the most – how can I say it's My favorite thing about golf is, like, it's such a mental grind. Like, I've never – I've played basically every sport you can play. Base, started off with baseball, played a little bit of football, basketball, tennis. And I've never been a – like a – mental chaos in any sport but golf like it brings out the the worst in me um which is which is very cool because like it's a different side like i i've i've been in matches where i've been nervous making a putt like i don't ever really get nervous playing basketball so it's a different <laughs> like feel for it so uh golf is definitely a, a right behind basketball but you know basketball's what i do and what i love there you go. I'm gonna have to change. I'm gonna edit the pod. I'm gonna have to change the title to Austin Reeves is going into his second year. You've been asked many questions about <laughs> going into your second year. Uh, <laughs> all right, Adrian, last one. Bring us home. What's going on? Hi. Can you guys hear me? All right. Yes. What's going on, man. Oh, How are you? Good. Great. How are you guys? Thank you for having me, by the way. Yeah. Uh, quick question for Austin. More, more on the basketball side. Um, how do you change your, your defense uh, for defending like more uh, physical, stronger guards as opposed to quicker ones? Or do you change your, your defensive style or do you just keep it the same? That's uh, question. Thank you, Adrian. Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, I normally keep it pretty similar um, to whoever. You're guarding a stronger guy. Like, I mean, you've got to you got to push him out and, like, not let him get to, to his spot. Like, especially, like, on the post. Like, I remember Luca Luca got me in the post 
and caught it deep and like there was nothing I could do. Like I mean honestly <laughs> there's nothing you can really do with Luca anyway, but um I knew once he got it there that it was over. Uh so you kinda just try to do your work early. Uh but everything else kinda, you know, stays the same. I try to play uh I try to play defense fifty percent with my mind and then fifty percent with, you know, physical. Um but I try to, you know, read situations and and uh, try to figure out what they're gonna do before they do it, and then just try to make them take the tough shot as po- toughest shot as possible. Uh, so a lot of guys in the NBA that make tough shots, but uh, the more tough shots that you can make them shoot, uh, even if they make or miss, like and the percentages. Um, not always going to go your way, but they're, they're more likely than, than letting them get to their spots and uh, letting them, you know, get what they want. Uh, just trying to make them take the toughest shot as possible and not letting them get to the line is another thing. Like I remember we played Steph last year and I think he had 30, but coach after the game was like, you did, you did a great job. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he had 30. <laughs> Uh, but he had, he had no free throw attempts. Um, he was like 12 for 25 from the field. So, uh, yeah, keeping people from the line is, is really key for, to not letting them have huge nights. I mean, great players are going to get their points. So you just try to make it as, as tough as possible. Austin, you're the man. Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate the time. Sure, I appreciate, I appreciate um, you for having me. Before I let you go, um, I always do this with every guest. It's only fair. I asked you a bunch of questions. You got anything you want to ask me? I put you on the spot. So if you got nothing, it's cool. But it's, it's, only, it's only right. You did put me on the spot. I, I don't have anything. I don't – yeah, no, I don't have anything. I just – I appreciate you having me and had some fun. You got it, man. Anything you want to plug? Any brand you're working with? Anything you're developing – Four is yours. No, nah, everything's everything is good right now. I'm good. Cool, man. Good luck this year. Um, if we do end up getting back in locker rooms as we're hoping, I will make sure to say what's up and introduce myself in person uh, when you come through. But thanks again, man. Good luck Perfect. with mini camp and training camp, and hope you have a great year. Yep, appreciate you for having me. Have a good day. All right, man. Take care.